0: I'm Chris Greenspawn. You're listening to a special edition of The Vacuum Seal. I'm starting a mini-series within the show called SGV Stories, or San Gabriel Valley Stories. These specials will celebrate the people and places in the area west of the Inland Empire, north of Orange County, east of East LA, and south of the San Gabriel Mountains. As the series goes on, I'll focus on specific towns... But for the first edition, we're going to hear from a photographer who covers it all on film.
1: I did this series with, like, girls. I hit them all up in, like, a single day, pretty much.
0: This is Desilu Munoz.
1: And I told them that I was, like, on this mission to, like, take one portrait of each person and, like, go about my way.
0: One day, she left her home in West Covina with a short roll of black and white film. Ten pictures total. Do you mean you had one chance, one shot?
1: Basically, it sounds like an Eminem lyric or something.
0: She hadn't been taking as many shots of people until the end of 2015, when she got a pack of FP 3000B film.
1: So with this film, this is black and white film um, that we're looking at right now, and it's this has been discontinued for probably like five years almost. So a pack of it at the time when I had bought it was like I think almost like twenty or thirty dollars just for ten photos, and so I was like holy shit but like I really wanted to use it because it's you know black and white peel apart Polaroid film and so I bought a pack and I was just like well I can't just waste this on bullshit so I was like I gotta do something with it and so like I said I contacted you know different people that I had met and known and I said hey like I'm doing this project can I come photograph you like I'm literally just gonna come pop in for like two minutes take a picture and go like I'm not gonna have a photo shoot like I'm just taking one and going and so I hit up all these people and I started in West Covina and I went to Long Beach and then I traveled to like South LA and took this one and then I met a girl in Hollywood I met another girl in Echo Park I met a girl in Melrose and I literally spent like my whole day from morning till night you know taking these photos the last one was um I'm sorry I don't have it. Uh, the last one was actually taken inside of a liquor store because it was so dark, and I was like, I gotta finish this, like, I can't stop.
0: The girl's charisma and intelligence transferred onto the Polaroids beautifully, so she made a zine out of them. Their expressions in the zine feel a lot like the energy you get when you lock eyes with a stranger on the street.
1: Like, most of the girls would just come out and be like, where do you want me? And I'd be like, there! Like, i just point to something, and I was like, like, we gotta go, go. Like, literally, I was like, a drill sergeant, like, go, 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 like... I think I even woke up a couple people. I don't know, I'm sorry. But, um, you know, they they mean a lot to me because it's just that that one photo and it came out like, not how I'd wanted because I didn't know how I wanted it to come out, but they just came out like far than what I could ever have expected. And they're some of my like, I think some of my best photos, to be honest.
0: Like Desi Lou Munoz grew up on the border of West Covina and Belinda. Her dad is from La Puente, which is next door to both towns. And her mom is from El Mani, which is about halfway between West Covina and East L.A. Here's where we really get into it and talk about the roots of her love for the San Gabriel Valley. You're listening to SGB Stories, a special edition of The Vacuum Seal.
1: My mom was born in the 60s, and so by the time she was like a teenager, it was like the 70s. And things got really bad in that area. She had three brothers. Now she only has two. One of her brothers was killed, and her other brother uh, is in and out of jail. And her other brother is homeless and is like, you know, has a really bad like drug habit. And she blames it on the fact that like they didn't get out of that area. And like Almani's better now, but in like the '70s and the early '80s, it was not like a good place to be, you know. And my mom. She grew up in the neighborhood, and, like, that was her surroundings, and she said that, like, they couldn't even leave Almani. Like, they couldn't go into another city because that other city, like, the people would, like, know and, like, come after you. And, like, sometimes she'd be like, oh, yeah, like, we'd try to hang out with these guys at, like, a party or, like, a you know, a park, and, like, girls would literally roll up in a car and, like, fight us. And, like, she has, like, this... Big story i love to hear about where uh there used to be a miniature golf um place right there off the 60
0: golf and stuff
1: golf and stuff and so she like has this famous story of like being there with her friends golfing and then when they're leaving like these girls rolled up from like some other town and were like talking shit to them and they literally got down to like this big rumble like right there in front of like golf and stuff between that and like by the mcdonald's that's just how it was like you pretty much had to be ready to defend yourself But luckily, my mom's uh, parents, they knew what they were up against, but they really pushed the kids to try to be better. And, like, my mom was more prone to that than them. And so she, like, excelled in her, like, academic studies. And, like, the teachers wouldn't even trust her. They would make her sit in the front because they didn't trust her grades being so good. And then her looking like she was from the neighborhood, you know, like khakis and Pendletons and all that. So, yeah, I mean, again, I I love Almani like, with all my heart. It's a big piece of me and i know i wouldn't be the same without it and neither would my mom and she wouldn't have brought me up the way she did but there's still parts of it that are like super rural and like when i see our old apartment it's like fucking chickens running around outside and like it's like in this industrial pocket of like almani that's like dirt road still and it's like it just never got developed
0: but then you got to grow up in the nice side of town in west Co.
1: yeah definitely um i mean i didn't grow up with like a silver spoon in my mouth granted um I mean, my parents worked, like, super hard to, like, get where we were. And it's funny because they're always like, yeah, we bought our house in the 90s and, like, Clinton was in the White House and things were good and blah, blah, blah. And it's it's funny because, like, my parents, you know, they were both working, but, like, they still couldn't, like, actually afford it themselves. The whole story was, like, they had saved up a little bit. And then my dad has always been into restoring classic cars. So he had this really sweet 1967 Impala that was like a convertible and it was gorgeous and people would always offer him money for it. So one day he sold it for like an obscene amount of money in the 90s and that was like the main chunk that like bought our house. So it's pretty cool because like his culture helped culminate us getting a home, you know.
0: Is your dad from the San Gabriel Valley too?
1: Yes, my dad is born and raised in La Puente. So it's everything to him. My dad is like a little mayor of the streets. Like everywhere he goes, it's like, hey, Mike, 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 like everyone knows him. I'm Mike's daughter and people just know him because he's like the car guy and like he works out of our house now. And so like people are just always at my house constantly. And like, it's really cool knowing that like he grew up here. Like I couldn't ever imagine him moving away. You know, I know a lot of us want to like get out of our hometowns sometimes like we want to get out. But like, I love that my dad has so much pride in where he's from. And he wears his, like, La Puente shirt all the time. And, like, he went to La Puente High School. Like, he's one of 13. And they're all still, like, in the area for the most part.
0: Are you taking these photos for yourself to remind yourself of home? Or are you taking these photos to show other people the SGV?
1: It's both. Um, I know people get, like, this sense of pride when they get to see something they recognize. Like, it kind of, they're like, oh, like, I used to go there all the time. Like, a few years ago, I had taken that photo of the starlight drive-in. And when I posted it, everybody, like, people that didn't even follow me, just because I had tagged it with Almani, all these people were just, like, sharing memories. And, like, it just, like, sparked this interest where I was like, I should be photographing this stuff. Like, this is what I know. Like, this is what I grew up around and when I was younger, I used to think, like, oh, I wish I wish I lived in, like, L.A. I used to always wish that when I was little because, like, I would always try to go out there. Like, that was my goal is to, like, get out there any way I could. I'd be like, oh, I'm going to the movies and take a bus to L.A. But then as I've grown older, I realized how lucky I was to grow up in the area. And it, like, translates into my work because I'm constantly, like, scouring the streets now, like, There's, like, a day where I'll just spend driving up and down Valley Boulevard looking for stuff because I miss things, you know. I'm in my car and, like, too lazy to walk. So I'm just driving by and I'm like, oh, shit. And I pull over and, like, there's even times I get chased away, you know. People are like, don't take a picture of my sign or something, you know. But I'm just like, I'm just documenting, man. Like, I even got pulled over the other night by cops. And, like, you know, it's not going to stop me. And, like, I have a goal of, like, creating a book just solely based around the SGV because I feel like people are so infatuated with LA like I was and I know I still am but I want people to like also share the same pride in the SGV you know like I'm proud to be from here and I fucking love it you know I love being here and there's so much culture within each city like it doesn't matter that we're not some like big metropolis like each little borough has something to it and like I love to see that there's still like These old pockets sprinkled in the area still, even with developments taking place. Like, I don't know if you're familiar with the Tito's in Almani. That is like a huge cornerstone of Almani. It's like, oh, you've been Almani, you've been at Tito's, right? Because they have these like amazing sandwiches, and it started off as like a little hole in the wall, and like slowly the father of the family he opened like a little plaza and like. They're, they've been there for years, like for years, like before I was born. But like that place now, like Tito's, that was such an old school place and is still like remaining with that charm is like a destination now for people to come to. Like people want to have this like hole in the wall in Almani. Like people want that and they're coming here for it. So it's it's pretty cool. It's like we have a lot to offer here, too.
0: Now, as I said earlier, Desi's work primarily covers the landscape of the SGV, like her Neon Double Exposure series. There's one great shot where she exposed the psychic sign by Mainberger in Baldwin Park over her friend Abby's face. It saves money to shoot this way, which is good because it's easy to blow through a 10-pack of peel-apart film. She used up six shots just trying to get the sign from Mike's Liquor and Rosemead because it has her dad's name on it. Munoz loves liquor stores for their strange character, but because of the hype surrounding neighborhoods with old storefronts like Tito's Market, there was something I had to ask her. Do you ever get scared of this premium put on these authentic places to be destinations?
1: Well, I mean, I want them to be successful. You know, I don't want them to, like, fail and go away because they weren't getting enough, you know, foot traffic. So it's like... You know, you have to be realistic and, like, embrace it as well and just know that, like, if people that aren't from your area are coming into it, like, you can't stop them. You can't have that, like, small-town mentality because that's when, like, you start, like, little fights and stuff, you know? It's like, this is my area. But I get, like, that, though, to be honest about, like, the SGV. Like, because I'm from here, I'm kind of like, don't come photograph my cities. Like, this is my shit. Like, I'm not trying to be all territorial, but I I have so much pride in it now. I'm like, this is my stuff. You know, and, like, even now, like, I, I'm so conscious of it that even sometimes I feel like I'm intruding when I go out of the SGV and photograph it. Like, I'm super comfortable with parking down a street and just walking and, like, wandering in the SGV. But then it's, like, when I go to L.A., I'm kind of, like, I feel like I'm intruding on, on other people's areas and, like, trying to photograph it. And, like, I'm not doing it so I can make, like, a buck off of it. But, like, because I appreciate what I see, you know, but at the same time, I'm, I kind of, like kind of pushes me away from it and that's why i've also come back to just being like well i don't need to seek out these far places like i have everything i need here you know i have so much to cover here like there's so much ground that i still haven't covered in the sgv you know i'm still finding new places and i can't get that close-minded though and think that this is only mine to photograph like just like you know i want other people to notice it and appreciate it even if they're not from here you know just Don't come live here, but I mean, <laughs> I'm just kidding, but um, you know, I don't know it's
0: do you think that with everything going on and all the struggle in Boyle Heights in east l a right now, do you think you would prefer if out of towners actually came to live in Temple City or something than going to live over there where people are hanging on by a thread?
1: Well luckily you know, places like Temple City, a lot of people don't even know where Temple City is. It's, like, this unknown little area after Rosemead. I feel like there's not, like, this galore surrounding, you know, SGV neighborhoods as much as it is to live, like, in L.A. Because it's, like, when you hear of California, you think of, like, Hollywood, L.A., like, the beaches. You don't hear of La Puente or Valinda or Baldwin Park. Like, who the fuck cares about those places, you know? So I feel like the, the allure surrounding you know east la and Boyle heights like i feel really bad for that area like i really truly do and like i wish it would stop and it's like a weird thing because it's like do you want like what are we supposed to want for that area like do we want them to never have anything better but what happens with having something better is the prices rise you know and that's like a it's such a weird beast um that's just kind of like taking over and we don't you know none of us know how to feel about it um because it's, like, I think about, like, Almani. Like, what if Almani had been developed in, like, the 70s and, like, maybe, like, I'd have more family members, you know? And, like, I'm not trying to say because it's not developed people die, but it's just, like, how do, like, what line are we not supposed to cross in, like, development, you know? I mean, I'm still working on that whole, like, idea in my mind of how to feel about it. But again, it's still, it's it's shitty what's happening, you know, out there in, in you know, Boyle Heights
0: how did you get the the film bug being the SGV kid
1: my my mom she was always really big into taking pictures I think that's just because how the times were like she would go to like those little photo huts and like get the little books of like all the photos and I remember seeing them as a kid and just flipping through them and like I liked them And as I was in, like, middle school, it was, like, towards the end of the year, and I was like, oh, like, I want a camera, Mom. And so she got me a disposable, and that was, like, my first exposure to actually shooting my own photos was through disposables, and I fucking sucked at it. (laughs) I mean, I didn't know how to, like, frame anything. I was just kind of taking pictures, and my mom would get them developed and be like, what were you doing with this? Like, all your friends' heads are cut off. I'm like, I don't know. Like... (laughs) So that was, like, my first exposure. And then after that, I kind of just got obsessed with it. And I'd, like, borrow cameras from friends. And what really helped push it was when I started getting into punk music. When I was in about, like, 7th and 8th grade, I'd got this book called uh, Please Kill Me. And it had all these old photos of, like... Richard Hell and like Susie and the Banshees, and like all these people. I was like, holy shit, these are so cool. And like they told such a big story. And so it like got me super fascinated with it. So I joined, I even joined Yearbook and Journalism because I heard you could have cameras and borrow them. So I was like, I'm there. Like I get out of class and I get a camera. Fuck yeah, like sign me up, you know?
0: Looking through the box she brought of her favorite photos, there are a lot of shots of her friends at backyard shows and parties but full-on modeling shoots are still daunting to her. Do you have any photos in this box that make you really emotional?
1: Okay, yeah, I do. So this photo right here, it's of these two people I know, uh, Josephina and Mel. They were both strangers to me at the time, but they agreed to let me photograph them, and it was so wonderful what we created together for not knowing each other. Like, they totally, like opened themselves up and I was able to take these like pictures of them that are just like some of my most favorite fucking photos like ever. Like this photo I'm looking at right here, I am like not trying to blow myself but like fuck it's so good. Like it put this spark in me where I just I became super like driven. And that's when I started doing more like portraits than I had been before because I was just like wow like it was just like magic what we created and the sun was already going down um, as you could see in some of, the, like, the lighting and the shadows on it, like, the lighting was working against us because it was going away. And, like, we were literally, like, running, like, through the city trying to find, like, a pocket of light.
0: Did you guys do uh, costume changes?
1: Yeah, they brought all their own clothing. I didn't really style them. They they just took it and, like, ran with it. But they are wearing, like, little, like, negligees and, like, these cool coats. And, like, Josephine is wearing these, like, gold gloves they really love to wear these types of, like, little uh, accessories that are just so neat. And, like, Josefina had been having this, like, shaved hairstyle that was super cool where they had, like, these little pieces of hair hanging on the side, kind of look like um the old, like, skinhead girls, like the birds, you know, that have, like, the hair on the sides. And they just had their own unique style. And, like, all of this is stuff that they thrifted, you know? Like, this is stuff they've collected and, like, they probably don't even own it anymore because they, they're they really into, like, recycling fashion. And so they'll constantly, like, wear stuff and then they'll sell it to, like, other people to, like, also get use out of it. And it's really cool because their styles are always, like, changing.
0: So aside from the fact that these got you going to do more, why do these make you so emotional?
1: They make me emotional because it shows me what I can do. I don't have the most confidence in my myself or my work a lot of times. It's something I, I constantly will struggle with and when I get these photos that come out so great like it makes me so happy and it it makes me feel like what I'm doing is like worth all the time that I put into it because you know I still get photos that turn out like shit and I'm like oh like my my nerves are shot every time I'm gonna photograph someone I don't know like my hands are shaking I'm like oh my god I'm gonna fuck this up and I'm gonna let them down and When I was able to create these with them, and I think the first photo I took actually didn't come out, and my heart dropped, and I was like, "I'm wasting their time." Like, these are polaroids. Yeah, these are polaroids, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm wasting their time." And then they were like patient with me, and they're like, "Yeah, like it's cool, you know." And so then we did another one, and then we're just and we all opened it together because it's a film that you you when you pull it out of the camera, it like. It disperses these chemicals within the film and it makes it develop there on the spot. And so we all waited together and then we opened it and then we saw the images and we we're just like, oh my God, like all of us were like, fuck. It gave us all chills to see how they turned out, especially with, you know, the conditions we were working with. Like we were literally had parked and like started running to find light because it was so late in the day. And to see that these came out the way they did and that they trusted me to like, let me get into like my groove of shooting that day like it means so much to me it was just magic
0: that was photographer Lu muñoz sharing her sgv story on the vacuum seal you can follow her on instagram at hey desilu, and her website with her zines and some of her best work is desilu muñoz.squarespace.com i'm chris greenspawn thanks for listening to sgv stories on the vacuum seal